Welcome to Almost Agreeable. Almost Agreeable. With your hosts, Chris Nellison and Ed Harris. Hang around and listen to opinions on sports, Sports. movies, Movies. music, music, and whatever else pops in our head. And welcome back to another episode of Almost Agreeable. I'm Chris. With me, as always, is Ed. And today, we're going to have another music episode. But before we get into what we're going to be talking about, I just want to tell you, Ed, I think you'd be proud of me. We okay. established on the last episode, 2010's music episode, that I don't listen to a whole lot of new music. Well, check me, fam. I've been bumping an album that came out this month. Word. And it is fire. It's the new Cuddy album. Okay, okay, okay. This is a return to form for Cuddy, because his last album was kind of butt. But this takes me back. It's Man on the Moon Part 3. It reminds me of the other Man on the Moons. It's just, I just put it on and let it go and listen to the whole thing. It's awesome. Perfect, perfect. Awesome. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, last episode we proved that you do listen to music as much as you want to say you're stuck in the 70s and 80s, which you mostly are. But you do listen to new music. I do. It's few and far between, and it has to be someone that I've established that I already <laughs> like, and Cuddy is definitely on that list. As a matter of fact, he makes my list of what we're going to talk about today. Perfect. So today we'll be discussing some of the greatest, and and I say greatest, it's not going to be like a list of top five, one through ten. This is going to be us dis- discussing some of the greatest debut albums of all time, whether it be, you know, rap, rock, pop. Any of those genres, probably, I can't think of a country one that's great, but probably not any country music debut albums, because let's be real, there's not even any great country albums. Wow, okay. 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 All right, and that's my hit on the country music today. I try to limit it to one a week. Just one a week. All right. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, so, snap, do we just start off hot then? You kind of already talked about, you know, you're talking about listening to Cuddy this whole month. Yeah, I mean, the album came out earlier this month, like, that's like a week or two ago, and I've been bumping it. It sounds great uh, in my truck with a uh, bass in there. Yeah. <laughs> sounds great. But I guess we can talk, we can start with Cuddy, but just to kind of set it up, like, you know, I've already set up what we're going to talk about, but by no means is this a definitive list. Yeah, of okay. course, we're going to forget or not list some of other people's favorites or something like, oh, well, this person also had a really good album and it changed the scope of this. Yeah, 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 whatever. And also when it comes to, you know, albums like the Cuddy one or later on we'll talk about a few, like mixtapes and stuff like that, those don't count. We're talking about studio albums, like yep. their first studio album that they yep. came out with. So that that was what constitutes our list today yep. of debut albums. So, yeah, let's talk about Cuddy. Man on the Moon, The End of Day. Uh, his, his debut album, he pops on the scene. Now he'd been featured, he been featured uh, on some other albums with other rappers, but this was his first studio album. Yeah, Man on the Moon. And Man on the Moon has the most classic Cuddy song, Day and Night. Yep. Do you know where you were the first time you heard Day and Night? I honestly don't, but I I was gonna say that this is the quintessential like, man, I remember the first time I got high to this album. Yes, that's that's the this is the quintessential album that is people are just like oh yeah I smoke weed to the first time for this album or I would always like hotbox to this album or something. That's real life because when I did when I used to smoke the ganja, this album had just come out. Uh huh. So it was perfect yep. and yeah we would just we would just roll blunt and listen to Cuddy, you know Man on the Moon, Part One because as we know now there's there's three parts of this. Yeah. So this for this and it came out at like. Right in, like, the turn of the decade? 
Yeah, it was 2009. 2009, yeah. 2010, and so just kind of, it was a different kind of rap a little bit. He, you know, he, he had, like, Common on a lot. We got introduced yeah. to, to Common a lot more, and I just feel like that album, like you said, the quintessential stoner album for, like, that genre. Because there's other genres that have stoner albums. For sure. I mean, yeah, a lot of other genres that have stoner albums, but this one was, ex- it made you feel exactly like the title of the album. The Man on this the Moon. is the Man on the Moon. He's out there in outer space. Just it's a different vibe. It's a different sound. Not like we haven't heard or seen this sound before, but it was unique it for was. it to be this big for your first album and for it to just have this different kind of vibe. Right, got the number four on the charts when it yeah. came out. And it has like you know, like I said, it has Day and Night on it. It has Pursuit of Happiness on it. Like it's got some bangers on it. Like quintessential two thousands ten two thousand tens like songs that you stick with today yeah yeah there there are some like low-key bangers on that one like simple as just simple as just there's a lot on there just like up up and away exactly you're just like oh yeah that is you that's a good song like there's not a song on that album that's like skip no you play you play that whole thing and that's how i feel about this one that just came out a couple weeks ago like it's return to form is what i that's what i meant by it so i can just let it play it has those same vibes just getting back with the man on the moon anthology yeah yeah so do you want to stick with rap for now since we're here already uh yeah yeah we can do that so definitely another album that i wanted to touch on i mean we we talked about this so that's why i want to get it out of the way previously uh but Nas. Okay, yeah, Nas. Probably one of the greatest rap debut albums. And which is hard to say because then you also have NWA in that same breath. Y- yeah, but yeah. Let's, let's stick with Nas because Nas was 20 years old. 20 years old. This 20 came, years old when he released Illmatic. This came out ni- mid-90s? Mid-90s. Yeah. And it's just a raw look at that 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 Queensbridge and New York like rough life coming up. Like we hear a lot, You hear about Compton, you know, from NWA and that, that side. Yep. And this is a more gritty look at that East Coast, and not even part of a feud like it was, like East Coast versus West Coast. This is just this is just Nas, twenty years old, twenty year old kid, fucking just talking about life and not like dissing anybody or being crazy, just talking, rapping. Oh, the ultimate lyricist. He's a lyricist. That's exactly what I was gonna say. He is a lyricist, and this is you know we have rap, and then we have like you know back in the eighties and other things like Sugar Hill Gang and like Beastie Boys before that, but. I think, for me, anyways, this is, like, the start of, like, true hip-hop. Just more, like, lo-fi, like, he really puts it on the map. Maybe not the start, but he really puts hip-hop, like, poetic justice on the map. Right, because it wasn't anything super flashy. It wasn't these crazy sounds or these beats. It was just a poetic, like you said, uh, lyricist, like I said. Like, all that together, just... I want to use the word spitting, because he's, he's literally telling a story... And it, his, he's, I don't know what else to say. But he he's is so, spitting. He's, he's spitting. <laughs> but he's just so prolific in his, in his vocabulary. Like, oh yeah. When he's just spitting them out. It's just raw. It's, yeah. It is just the definition of raw. And I, I can't tell you how many times that, I mean, I, I don't know what the count would be. I have no idea what the count would be, but the amount of times this album, these different songs have been sampled. Like, The World Is Yours, Life's a Bitch, just like, all of these songs have been sampled a ridiculous amount. Yeah. It's like, Life's a Bitch, and then you die. 
Ah. Uh, okay. Sh- fucking yeah. preach. Yeah. Straight up. World of, World of Yours is definitely my favorite song on that album. It's, uh, yeah, and just the amount of times that has been sampled. And I mean, that's just how rap has really been you sample things that are older and so just hearing these things i remember the first time listening to this album i was like oh that this is where some of these things come from like oh man these are the guys that kind of set the tone as far as sampling for all the other rappers that came after because they come it always comes back to nos or nwa or public enemy or run dmc for that matter yeah it comes back to those guys who they kind of the foundations like for all the rap you hear today where they are sampling from it's they're sampling from these guys so illmatic absolutely on this list man and nwa also i alluded to it straight out of compton yeah i mean straight out of compton there's a biopic about it of course you know it's gonna be a lot more flashy and movie driven but i mean not crazy far off no like the the story that they were telling like this is this is rap this is a rap group just literally telling it how it is their everyday lives and or how they want to be you know yeah and what they it, it was also a political statement you know against the cops which <laughs> rages on today yep but i mean as far as public or debut albums go like i couldn't have kept talking about rap if we didn't mention this because this this in its on its own changes the perspective of rap forever yeah. So, I mean, let alone the great songs that are on it and the stories that they tell, what it did for rap music is, you know, why it's a staple on this debut album list. Yeah. I mean, all, all of those guys on there just have their own different swaggers. All their, They all have different vibes that they put into this one group, this debut album, this... It was ridiculous the way that this came out and just how much it sailed. And it just fucking took off. Yeah. Took off. So... Also, for sticking with rap, I got a few more I want to mention. I was saying, yeah, we can't I guess leave this genre yet. Yeah, like we didn't really have a you know like a, a formula we were gonna follow or anything. No, but no. yeah, let's let's just hit some rap Bring ones. It. So we talked about Cuddy, talked about Illmatic, talked about N.W.A. here for a second. Let's but, do one more each. Uh, sure, and then I'll and, do an honorable mention, and then we'll do some honorable mentions. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I think we talked about this last week. Drake, thank me later. Oh yeah. We talked about it, so we don't need to go too in depth with it. Yeah, but this is on. That's on this list. That album was just like he he wasn't like you know just he was a wheelchair Jimmy. Yeah, but he was on the map from that mixtape. So now leading into this album, really just takes off, and you're just like, okay, this is this is that same end of two thousands, early twenty tens vibe. Where it's not just all the same thing, like talking about the same things. Rap changed up a little bit. Yeah. And and Drake came in at that perfect time. Yep. I don't think he would have flourished in any other time. I don't think those albums, even now, would flourish the same way that they did. No, no. And it was a different sound, too, because this is very, like, like emotional. You know what I mean? Like, it was emotional yeah. stuff. Honestly, not, like, emotional stuff like, like, yeah, he got emotional during, like, when his dad died. Like, no. He's talking about, you know, loving women and, like loving his mother and yeah. stuff like that and we vibe with it like actual feelings and it's just like oh it doesn't have to be about like money bitches right everything that toxic masculinity we're gonna go ahead and put that over here and we're just gonna be men and we can just it, it, yeah he just had some really good songs he had some good features on that album he too. did he did you, yeah he did you bring in eminem you bring in kanye you uh-huh. bring in Lil wayne 
So, great debut. What else do you got for rap? For rap, just the last one. There's no way you can ever finish rap without talking about this. Kendrick Lamar. Okay, yes. Good Kid, Mad City. Iconic. Yeah. Iconic. The song's on there. That's, I, I wish my dick got big as the Apple Tower so I could fuck the world for 72 hours. But me too, Kendrick. <laughs> me too. <laughs> A little, uh, not really my speed. But as far as, you know, it goes with, like, debut albums and, like, what it did for the artist, absolutely, this was huge. Huge for him in the same way that it was big for, like, other guys we've talked about, right? Maybe not on the same level playing field as, like, NWA's or... It, but, like, similar to Illmatic in which, bam, this guy's here's on the fucking map and this was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was really good. And when he came out with this album, he was 25. So, uh, like... Not crazy young, but not super old or anything. It, it was just nice to see that anybody of any age, like, it's not like, oh, you have to be an up-and-comer. You have to be really young. You got to be in your teens or your young 20s. Or you got to be weathered and seasoned. Exactly. Like, I'm just 25. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Yeah. So yeah. He, he was able to come out with this album and re really hit the charts. And Oh, man. Just in the albums that he has come out with later after that have just built off of his success of Good Kid, Mad City. And this this is the same kind of thing. All, all of these rappers, lyricists that we're talking about have this skill where it's not just, oh, regular rhyming. They're doing sub-rhymes in between these different bars, and they're really pushing the limits of what lyricism can be. Mm-hmm. Well, it does a lot for not just him, but the genre as well. Yeah. So I will save my honorable mentions for rap for the end. I got a few that we didn't talk about, but I got some honorable mentions. Um, let's let's move in right into to rock, if you're cool with that. Or do you want to get a little seg segue into pop? Uh, I, I was say we should like. Ah, uh, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that. We'll do all of our honorable mentions at, at the, the end. end. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 All right, so I mean, you know, I was the last one to talk about Kendrick. Who who are you thinking? About as far now? as as far as rock just goes, for, just for anybody. Well, I mean, as far as anybody goes, like if I'm thinking in my own opinion, the greatest debut album of all time, you know where I'm going with this. Okay, yeah, it's yep, Van yep. Halen. Yep, it's Van Halen's debut album, self-titled, and you hit the scene with this electric rock guitar. You have the Eruption solo on there. That's its own song. You have. Running with the Devil, which is an iconic fucking rock song. Oh, and yeah. And then, you know, Jamie's crying, and I don't know. It, it just, the success of that album is why it makes this list. Because even if this was their second album, the third album, it was still fucking amazing. Yeah. So for that to be their first, you know, their freshman effort, right? Because their sophomore effort was pretty good. But this is to, really good, To yeah. be their first fucking album, like, I don't know, like, Rarely do you see a debut album as successful as Van Halen's was. Yeah, it was it was ridiculously successful. Everything on there worked. I mean, it, all of these albums that we're going to be talking about, pretty much there's going to be a couple songs, maybe if any, that you would skip when you're listening to that album. No, that's one of those few albums that you can just push play and go. Like, it, it, that's one you want on vinyl. Yeah, honestly. Because you just put it on the fucking record player and let it go. All of these albums, I would say the same thing. You want that on vinyl. I don't need to skip any of these. I just let that play. Yep. Oh, all right. Now I'll flip it. Hit that B-side. Perfect. Perfect. And this this is definitely, man, just the Van Halen brothers. And... I mean, David Lee Roth on vocals, too. 
I mean, like that he can he had pipes. He still does. I saw him as recently as two thousand and eight. He still sounded pretty good. I know that was twelve years ago, but he was in his prime in the eighties. Yeah. Still sounded good in two thousand eight. Yeah, Van Halen. And it just really launched them into because when did that first album come out? Is that late seventies? Seventy nine or seventy something like that. Late seventies. And it just put them in the forefront. It put them in the prime position for that eighties whole movement of rock of rock and what rock was because then you had like you had your subgenres like you had your four horsemen of rock like which was a different it was heavy metal yeah and then you had this rock which is like the glamour borderline glamour but like power rock maybe yeah i, w- I would say this is straight up like hard rock yeah this this is all this is this is hard rock this is right down the middle not to say that it's simple or basic by any means. No. But just right down the middle, you know what you're going to get, and that's why it became so successful. Right. And then, like, you know, it just cements Eddie Van Halen's legacy as one of the best guitar players ever. Yeah. Right? He's on that, that list in the top ten or even top five for some people. He's up there. Who do you got? Okay. Uh, I mean, there's there's a couple we could, we could talk about, but I don't know. I, I kind of feel similar about a couple of these... I mean, I'm going to go with Guns N' Roses. Appetite for Destruction. My goodness. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what you could even say. It kind of speaks for itself. It does. I mean, <laughs> one of their greatest known songs is on this album. Yeah. Right? And you're talking about a, a, a huge, huge band, like a huge rock band, influential to many people, one of the biggest rock acts ever, and it spans so many albums, and... They're one of, probably one of their greatest known songs is on this debut album, and Welcome to the Jungle. And it starts out the album. Yeah. That, that's track one on it, so yeah. you know what you're getting yeah, into. Yeah, it's like, hey, welcome to the fucking jungle. Yeah, like, hey, yeah. Hello, here we are. You're, this is, you're coming in here now. Yep. And you say what you will about Axl Rose. He, you know, you read a lot of stories about him, but like, put all that shit aside. That, that group, together with this album, um, amazing. Really, really had some hits. Really had some hits. And, you know, they, I don't know if they ever recaptured that going forward. It, it is kind of hard to. It's hard to come up with a sophomore or even future album that was as good as this one was. No, and like that, that's the problem with debut albums that are so successful. Is like, shit. It's like, it's like a, a movie, and then you have to make a sequel, and you're like, ooh. Where do we go from here Yeah, now? how do we, how do we, and like, there's only a few bands that have been able to progress, and that their albums just got better. And I would say that Guns N' Roses, while still a great band throughout, probably weren't able to capture that same success they had with Appetite. But that's because Appetite was so big. Yeah. It was so amazing. So if we're sticking with rock, I have to mention Are You Experienced? Okay, okay. Jimi Hendrix. Absolutely. Okay, add him also to that list of best guitar players that ever lived. Yep. Okay, so Jimi Hendrix comes out with Are You Experienced? His, you know, first album ever in the studio and blows us all away with that electric guitar sound that wasn't as predominant back in that time when he was doing it. It was different. It was more of the bluesy feel, and he comes out here <laughs> looking wild. Looking all with, yeah. His hair headband. is nuts. Yeah, the headband. The whole look is just iconic yeah. uh, still to this day, and just comes out and shreds. Shreds. And, I mean, this is in a time... It's, it's kind of hard, so we're not going to have a lot of albums or a lot of artists on this list or in this podcast from, like, pre-70s, like, 50s, 60s time frame just because you played around with so many other people and maybe you did come out with a smaller 
debut album of like six or seven or eight songs like Aretha Franklin or like Otis Redding or Ella Fitzgerald or even Elvis Presley. Mm -hmm. Like, so we're not going to have a lot of these people because a lot of their songs did come later on and their earlier albums were just like, they're still good, but yeah, not on this list of greatest. Yeah. But Jimmy is just so prolific that he makes this list. He's one of the ones in the sixties that. And makes it at a time when like the world is changing. We've talked about the 60s decade, you know, an episode, whatever it was back in the day. And it's such a transcendent time where you have rampant drug use, you have a war in Vietnam, you have not a lot of faith in government. And so you turn to music and art and drugs. Yeah. And you can see what the combination of art and drugs did for Jimi Hendrix. Highlighted in this album. You know he's smoking weed, you know he's doing acid, and he's just shredding this guitar and making it make sounds that you, it's just, it's just blowing your mind. Yeah, something you've never heard of before. Just imagine hearing some of these things and you're just like, oh, yeah. how, how is this even happening? Yeah. So yeah, definitely there's, there's not, there's no way we could pass by that. No, 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 no. You got any more for rock? Not any that I want to talk about. We'll get to it with uh, honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Okay. Just some quick ones. Some uh, poppy stuff. You want to do some poppy? I'll, stuff? I'll get some poppy stuff. I'll hit some poppy stuff. You want to start us off? Or you? I because I, 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 I got something right I'll, I'll, my tongue. I'll start us off. I'll okay. start us off. If you say what I'm gonna say, there's no way I'm saying what you're gonna say. Okay, but first of all, the premise is that we don't fucking script this shit, guys. Like we are, <laughs> you know, we don't know what the other one's gonna say. So <laughs> I got my notes over here. So okay, I'm saying Lady Gaga. You motherfucker! Are you serious? I swear, it's just at the top of my list. Are you serious? <laughs> 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 There's no way you're gonna say what I'm gonna Dude, say. Dude, I, I I was not prepared. Okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, so the fame. <laughs> the fame. The fame. God, we could talk about this for like 45 minutes. Uh, I could talk about Lady Gaga for one episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but goodness, the fame. And so not like the fame monster that was re-released with right. a couple more extra tracks, but... No. The fame. The fame. The fame. This this is the same time frame and, you know, the late 2000s. When she's fucking weird. When she, yeah, she's just a strange lady and you're like, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, you're wearing a meat suit? Uh, okay, a little strange, a little strange. Damn it! <laughs> we have the same one. That yeah, is, that's perfect. That I mean, is that good because here's the thing: you, you get hit. I think the first uh, single off this, everyone knew right away was Poker Face. Yeah, right. And Poker Face was like scandalous. It was like, ooh, okay. The fuck is this? I mean, I don't want to get caught listening to it right away, but I, I could dig it. That was that was straight up me. It was just like, ah, uh, I was I was just like, dang. Do I like this? Yeah. I think, I, I, think <laughs> I like this. I think this fucking slaps. Yeah. Because what else does. is on there? Like Just Dance, Honestly, Bad Romance. There's Love Game. There's my favorite song by her all time, Paparazzi. Oh, yeah. Um, Starstruck with Flo Rida. Mm. Florida. Fl- Florida. Florida. Florida, man. But I mean, there are a grip of songs on here that... A lot of my bitches playlist is comprised of songs these, from this album. From this album specifically. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, this this album was definitely one that I don't think I knew that I wanted to make a my bitches playlist, but I think back in the late twenty two thousands, in the late two thousands, this is what sparked that idea of just like man, I need a playlist of all female vocalists. Because, like, I've always kind of had it, like, on different, like, full albums of these females, but I think this really was the one that started it, and I was like, damn, these bitches are dope. Yeah. And, no, they are. And then she is. 
I mean, it's great to see like how great her career has gone, but to think about getting started with this, this is where it started. Like she was doing shit, but like this is the, the biggest mainstream thing that happened to her, and it was her debut album, and it it just yeah. I don't really have anything else for pop, unless you want to consider the Killers pop. I would consider the Killers. Then pop. the Killers debut album is amazing as well. Yeah, Hot Fuss. Yeah, Hot Fuss is fire. I, w- I was thinking that that's kind of for me on my like uh, honorable mentions one. No, that that's that's for me. Like we're talking about. <laughs> okay, because okay. that's something else I've like. I was that was back when I listened to new music. I'm just kidding. We just established. Okay, that okay, now. very good. Very but anyways, good. this was back when I really, really was listening because this is 2000s. Yeah, and so this is high school for me, and Hot Fuss comes out and it was front to back kind of re- album for me. Yeah, I mean you have obviously. Uh, somebody told me it's on there. Naturally. But then you have the song, that's probably the premiere song on your songs that excite the white folk playlist. Yeah. Mr. Brightside is on here. Perfect. Like, name me an album, which we just named a thousand albums on this episode, that, <laughs> that the biggest song of that decade is on this album. Right. And Mr. Brightside is on that list. Easily, easily makes the list. And it's just a... I mean, yeah, of course we can joke about all this, you know, songs that aside the white, white folk, but that's just a good sounding song produced perfectly that it just has all these different aspects in the same song that is able to excite you and actually get you engaged. Yeah, yeah, and that whole album has songs just like that that didn't get the airplay that Mr. Brightside did, but that whole album is full of songs like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I had I, cu- I couldn't just wait for Uncle Mentions to talk about The Killers. That was something <laughs> that I really wanted to kind of talk a little bit about in depth. So, um, so this is going to be, it's going to be a little shorter today. So I know our hot routes are going to take a minute. Yeah. So before we get to hot routes, let's do some honorable mentions. Let's do some honorable mentions. Okay. Okay. So I would like to start out with Led Zeppelin. Perfect. We'll start out with our rock uh, ones. I don't know. I might just jump around. They're going to come to me as we're talking. Okay. Okay. So Led Zeppelin's debut album, right? Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. I have that on vinyl. Yes. It's, I, I think that is low-key their best album. I know everybody loves 4 for love Black the, Dog. and 4 for, is talked about the most. But yeah. I, think that I, th- I don't even know if either of those are my favorite. But I think it's their best. I th- I, yeah, I, th- I think Led Zeppelin, just straight up, that iconic cover, that Zeppelin, mm-hmm. is going down. Yep. Perfect. Like, really good album. What else you got? For Rock, uh, I have a couple. but So, I have Metallica. Kill them all. I mean, that just gives you, that shows you what Metallica is. Try to do episodes without mentioning Metallica. It just can't happen. It's just not going to happen. Not with me. <laughs> not with me, bud. But Kill them all is just, gives you that thrash, that quick metal, just like, we don't give a fuck. Like, it was going to originally be titled Metal Up Your Ass. So Can't do that in 1980. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> so they didn't do that. But, man, the sound of that was just really good okay um, and then two more that are just wait pearl, you know. pearl jam okay pearl jam pearl jam what is there 10 uh, 10 okay 10. yeah okay that's it 10 it's really good really good it's good and then i have two more it's not like we, we really need to talk about them rage against the machine yes killing in the name of is on that album yep i then i have like an honorable mentions of honorable mentions but it's just one uh, okay <laughs> okay so i have black sabbath Yes, Black Sabbath. I, I think Black Sabbath's album, Black Sabbath, is good. It's good. We can just stay along a train of thought that everyone believes that Paranoid is their debut album. Perfect. If we go with that, we could have talked about Paranoid forever. forever. Yeah. Um, and then the last one, Nine Inch Nails. 
Yeah, I I, uh, I was perusing and I saw that. I'm just not huge into nine inch nails. Okay. So like, I just I don't ha I don't have anything to say about it. And that's fair, but it's just Resner is uh... talk about a poet. Yeah, honestly, that guy is nuts. But boy, does that guy have talent! Like that's really the reason that this is on my honorable mentions, just because of the talent of Trent Resner. He's right. amazing. Okay. So I'm pushing gears here. Kanye. Yep. Yep. College dropout. So that I was, I wanted to talk about this just for a little bit. I know that people are going to be upset that we didn't talk about this at length. Oh, uh, college, college dropout. Cause since we did, it's, it's yeah, we, yeah, we already did have, if you guys want to hear more stuff about that, there's a two thousands episode. We talk about college dropout for a long time, but yeah. we talk about labor registration and we talk about all that. So, but yeah, college dropout obviously makes this list. We didn't talk about it a whole lot, but it goes without saying. Yeah, it goes without saying that because that is just we've already talked about it at length, so we're not going to talk about it more. But get rich or die trying. Oh fuck! Oh, that's a good one. Mm, mm -hmm. Dang! When did that come out? That's like mid two thousand. Uh, that's like yeah, right after like you know Eminem and because Eminem and Dre found this fool. Yeah. And so it was right in the early two thousands. I want to say. Uh, get Richard Die Trying. 50 Cent, for those of you that don't know what the hell we're talking about, you should. You should. 50 Cent, Get Richard Die Trying. <laughs> and then, as far as rap concerns, to wrap that up, if you want to consider this rap, Beastie Boys, Licensed to Ill. Okay, okay, Sick Nasty. I dig it, I dig it, I dig it. Yeah. Dang. Some good ones. These are some good ones. I'm sure we, good ones. I'm sure there's a lot we missed. Yeah. But in the, a lot of time we do this, like, we hit, and like I said, we're no fucking authority, okay? We're, yeah. We're just talking about what we know and what we like, and <laughs> if you can relate to it, great. If not, then leave a nasty comment. Yeah. But don't give us a bad rating. Just leave us a nasty comment, and I will retort. Well, I'll find you. Oh, we're doing that. Okay, we'll find you. Okay, we'll find you. Our, our tech department is better than the most, so. <laughs> All right. So, these hot routes are going to be a little bit different, like we said before. They're going to be a little bit longer. It's going to take a little bit more time. So that's where we're starting a little bit earlier. Blue 17! Blue 17! I don't... What is Hot Route? Hot Route! Red 7! Red 7! Red 7! Hot Route! That's what we call a sack lunch! Nom, 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 nom. So for our first Hot Route... Oh, Jesus. So we have talked about... A decent amount of albums. I mean, just in the last 30 minutes, but also, you know, over the course of this entire podcast. So, from all of these artists that we've kind of talked about, what's a future album from one of these artists that you really dislike? Like, they started off really hot, and then they release another, maybe second or just later album, and you are not a fan of it. Actually, I think I, think I have one, but let me think about it here for a second um, before I go with that. Yeah, okay, so it's probably going to be Van Halen. Okay. Okay, so Van Halen 2 was great. And then I think I really disliked uh, 1984. Yeah? Yeah. Wasn't a fan. Just didn't hit the right notes for you? No, I mean, it had like a lot of keyboard in it. And it just, just really changed up and, the yeah, sound. Yeah, and I, you know, you liked that Van Halen sound. You know, you, th you think of Van Halen, you think of... Running with the Devil, you think of Somebody Get Me a Doctor, you think of, you know, Hot for Teacher, which actually I think is on that album. No, it's not. I don't... 
doesn't fucking matter. 1984 <laughs> had keyboards in it, and it just changed the sound. It was like, it's like what we talked about with football, man. You, you change up, you put your foot on the gas. Do, it, do what's been working. Just keep doing it. Yeah. Why, why change what's working, right. you know? I, I think, for me, it would be really anything after that Guns N' Roses did. <laughs> yeah. That's that's really what it is. Like, they were never quite able to capture that sound that they got. Whatever album November Rain is on, I really liked that one. What is that? It's a double album. It's like Use Your Illusion or something like that. It's or... something like that, yeah. Uh, I think that is it, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just, they were never, they had some good songs later, but most of the later albums, I couldn't even tell you a song from them. Mr. Brownstone. There's a couple. Uh, you will, you'll, will be mine. But nothing that was that really no, November rain. They, yeah, they hit it with their first one, and then they were like, "Oh fuck!" That's because Axl Rose. We sucks, can't get dude. bigger. That dude's we, a bitch. We can't get bigger than this. Oh, fuck Axl Rose. This is super rude right now. How dare you speak his name like that? Oh, sorry, <laughs> Mr. Rose. Mr. Suck. That's Mr. Rose to you. All right, what's the hot route number two? All right, so hot route number two. All right, so name a band that you really enjoy now or you have listened to a lot and you really didn't like their debut album. Like, one of their albums was just, they started out and it was like, I that's one I never listened to. But so they got better as time went on. Or maybe it's not that you didn't like it, but it it's just that it had a... They had better albums. They had better albums or a different sound or... Just along those lines. The Beatles. The Really? Yeah, The Beatles. See, I was surprised that we didn't even talk about this. That's because uh, their debut album is just that poppy shit. The, the, that's, that Beatles sound is the sound that people associate, like, and the reason they don't like The Beatles is because they associate it with that love me do and I want to hold your hand and all that shit. People that don't like the band, that's what they're associating the band with as music. Like, they hear, they, that's what they're thinking of. You say Beatles are like, oh yeah, that, that fucking love song bullshit poppy stuff like mop mop haircuts you know that's what they think of so like yeah i wasn't i mean i like it i do but like their music got better as they started doing drugs and and experimenting with instruments so for me it's the beatles you go ahead and you come out with what's working that poppy stuff from england england british invasion and then you come in with like fucking sergeant pepper and Magical Mystery Tour, and The White Album, and Abbey Road, and Let It Be. Like, some of their best albums are, like, their last three or four. Some of the best albums they really changed in that, you know, 10-year span. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I, I can dig that. I, I was surprised you didn't even have them on the uh, honorable mention. Because, I, I mean, I dig that. It's not like, oh, man, I can't wait to listen to, like, Please Please Me or anything, but... I don't. <laughs> like, that's why, that's why I didn't mention it. Because, well, I don't... Another thing that goes without saying, everyone everyone knows that knows me knows I love the Beatles from past episodes. You know, you've heard me talk about the Beatles. You know, they're my, one of my favorites. So, like, I'm trying to be objective here. Can't just throw in... And not totally objective. Obviously, this is our favorite debut album. Yeah. So, but that is just too... That's pushing it too far. Obviously, yeah. you know, and that's a perfect hot route because this shows you, like, where I'm most fan of the Beatles is... And their later work as they matured. Yep. They, right? they really changed their sound. They got different. For mm -hmm. me, it would be Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. They they are just, they're pretty much a completely different band. Yeah, it's like, like Pantera. For their first, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Their first album, I mean, their first album is called Fleetwood Mac. But, it, and then they re-released like a different Fleetwood Mac later. But, so it's weird. But 
the first Fleetwood Mac is just a completely different, like more bluesy, like feel than the later ones. Like, you know, their classic rumors, rumors, like, you know, their big one rumors is an amazing album. And just that first album is just really, it's not horrible, but it's just definitely not my speed. Definitely not my speed. It's a completely different sound. It's, it almost feels like a completely different band. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, like, with Pantera, it's the same thing. I almost went with Pantera because I didn't like that glam stuff that much. But that's a conversation for a different time. <laughs> Hit me with your third hot route. All right. Our third hot route. So this one might take a second as well. But so what's the best album from a person who was in a group? And then went solo. So they were actually able to break out of their group, band, whatever it is, and make it big solo. Maybe maybe they didn't even make it big, but it's something that you, you enjoyed. There is no one answer to this. So I'm going to preface this with a few names, and then I'll just settle on one. Okay. Okay. So pretty much almost every member of the Beatles, Okay. besides Ringo, who still is successful. Who's, yeah. <laughs> you know, fucking A. Yeah, John, Paul and George all had their own things. Um, Chris Cornell did a lot solo uh, outside of Soundgarden and Audio Slave. Sting did some stuff without the police, but really I think the most prominent answer here is Justin Timberlake. Damn it. <laughs> Jay Timbo. Damn it. That's my answer. That's mine. <laughs> Why are we on the same page today? We're supposed to almost agree. Oh my God. It's Jay Timbo. It is. It is. It just is. Like people don't even... There's people today, because NSYNC was 20 years ago. There's people today that doesn't even know the existence of NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. They just think Jason, <laughs> Justin Timberlake is just this guy, this artist. They don't know where he came. They don't know his humble beginnings. His humble beginnings. Like we do. And that's why it's the right answer, because people don't fucking realize that. <laughs> uh, I've, I've just got nothing else to say to that. I mean, that was, that was, that's that was perfect. perfect. Did that's... You, you didn't see me building up no, to that at honestly, all? No, honestly, no. Absolutely not. I thought it was going to go more towards like a rock route. Um, right. I, mean, I talked about John and Paul for a second. Yeah. And so, if we're going to go between the two, it's Paul. It's Paul. It's Paul. Even though I'm a John guy. Are you counting him with uh, Wings? Wings? Well, yeah, it's You're, Paul McCartney and yeah. Wings. I know. Okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair it's, enough. It's, it's Paul McCartney with not Beatles. With, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, those, are, those are some good hot routes, man. That was a lot of fun. That was good. That I was could good. see what you meant. So yeah, I had a lot of fun with those. But hey, you know that was uh, our first music episode outside of like a structured decade. Yeah, yeah. So we have this is what it'll look like, you know, from here on out. We'll be talking today was greatest debut albums. Next week could be top five guitarists. We don't know. We just make it up as we go. Kind of, it's just like, hey, it'll be day of. And it's like, ah, shit. What are we talking about yeah, today? What is, uh, what is this? Uh, all right, we'll get to it. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. We will be back next week. I uh, hope you enjoyed your Christmas. I know that uh, I certainly did. Oh, yeah. Did you so, get anything good? Uh, yeah, I got three Dirty Head albums on vinyl. And I'm going to show you what they actually look like. They are badass. That is dope as yeah, hell. Yeah, it's dope. So that was one of the things. But as long as it's music related, so that was a great gift. Yeah, that's money. So <laughs> hey, uh, as always, I'm Chris. I'm Ed. And this has been Almost Agreeable. Thank you for listening to another episode of Almost Agreeable. You can catch new episodes every Wednesday and Friday. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like, rate, and subscribe. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Almost Agreeable.